Your business exists because you had the idea to start it. Everything begins in our minds. That's why your business results cannot outgrow your current level of thinking. Do you want to serve more clients, make more money, without working more or burning yourself out? Grow yourself first as a leader of your business, because that's who you are, a leader, even if you're the only person in your business right now. When you lead yourself first, the business results will always follow. My name is Maggie Perotkin. I'm an international business and leadership coach, an expert in business mindset, strategy, and high performance. I created the Diamond Effect podcast to help you elevate your thinking, expand your perspective, and through it, grow your business without overwhelm. So let's get started. Hello, hello, my dear Diamond Effect podcast listeners, leaders, and friends. Today, I have a practical episode. We're coming back to marketing and talking about that. I want to share with you the top three mistakes I see most entrepreneurs do when it comes to marketing and also share with you a simple process or things to think about and have in mind how to avoid those mistakes. Okay, so we'll go right into it. Mistake number one is where business owners really talk to everyone and anyone who needs what they offer, even if they're niched. So even if you figured out a narrow niche and you're like, I'm just helping therapists, I'm just helping online business owners, I'm just helping homeowners, whatever that is, you're still the mistake you make when you talk to everyone and anyone who needs what you offer, who could potentially benefit from what you offer, rather than the people who want it, okay? It's a big, big difference that can be felt by your audience and seen in your marketing materials or how you show up, whether it's online, your emails, videos, posts, however, okay? And how I know it because when I start working with my clients and I look at the marketing or I proofread certain emails that they draft or whatever content that they want me to proofread, I can clearly see the difference when there is a content that they create and they really talk to their ideal client, meaning somebody who wants what they offer, not only needs, but also wants. And when they get out of that energy and start talking to people who could potentially benefit, but they don't have yet awareness that they want it. How it shows up is that when you try to talk to a person who maybe needs what you have to offer, but they don't want it, you're trying to convince them. You're trying to change their mind, which is very hard to do for a small business owner with limited resources, and we'll talk about it in a second, which then in turn can frustrate you and therefore you come off as more graspy or more salesy, as opposed to When you're talking to a person who you know wants it and all you do is share the value you can give them and you're confident about it and you believe that you're the best person for them. So why it doesn't work when you talk to 
everybody and anybody who needs what you offer. You end up sounding graspy, convincing. That energy actually further closes the minds of those people to even open to the idea that maybe they want it. I probably shared this example many, many times, but I'll share it here again, is my dad who smoked forever for many, many years. He started when he was 18. And even after when smoking was known to be very harmful to your health, he was still not quitting regardless of what I was telling her or the family, my sister. And the moment he got open to the idea to quit, he wanted it, he found a solution and benefited from it right away. But for many, many years, even though he told himself that maybe he should and so on, and he needed to quit, he didn't do it. And even with the solutions that tried, because somebody managed to convince him to try, they didn't work for him. He quit them. So until he was open to that idea and he wanted to quit, that's when things work. And that's who you want to talk to in your marketing. Because even if you could, could convince somebody to want whatever you're offering them, it will take you a very long time and much energy. It will feel exhausting. And in the end, your buyer, the client might not get the results. They might quit from the buyer's remorse or just from not being ready. And what I wanted to say, why is it so difficult for small business owners to change people's mind and convince them is just also, we don't have the resources and the reach like big corporations that all they do with advertising. And I don't think it's really like that ethical sometimes, but all they do with advertising is kind of they create the desires, right? They show ads for you over and over and over and over and over again with, of course, special imaging and words and one that even if you didn't want something, you they create that one for you. But when you're a small business owner, you don't have those immense budgets and so on, it's just not effective. It's better to talk to your ideal clients who want what you offer, convert them to the paying clients, share the amazing, you know, results that they get with you, the amazing service and experience that they have with your business. And then not only you will keep them in your audience, but other people who are maybe in your audience, but they're not open to the idea. When they get open to the idea, you will be their first person on their mind because you're not convincing them. You're not trying to do something they don't want to do. You're just allowing them to be in your sphere. And when they get to the decisions on their own, then they will remember you. They will trust you to help them. Think about it. When you talk to people who don't want it and you're trying to convince them, it literally makes you feel discouraged salesy. And then very often I see business owners procrastinate, avoid marketing. They lose confidence in the belief that they can actually help their clients. They lose confidence that they can make their business work. And it can be so much easier and much more fun. Okay. Talk to your ideal client who wants what you offer. And I want you to hear me out on this and even think about it. If I truly believed 10 out of 10, 
that on the other side of my marketing efforts, whether it's social media, networking, whatever, however you do your marketing, is the person who wants it. And all I need to do is show them the value of what I offer and build that trust and safety for them, right? To trust me that I can help them. How differently would I show up in my marketing? As opposed to when I think about somebody who doesn't want it, maybe needs it, maybe could benefit, but doesn't want it. And how am I showing up then? All right, enough about this mistake. Mistake number two is when you try to do everything all at once, be everywhere, just because other people are doing it or your kind of primitive part of brain is thinking that you're missing out if you're not everywhere or because you took a course on social media and in there the expert told you about everything you're supposed to be doing on social media and so you're shooting yourself a lot and... That's what you're trying to do, to be on social media, to attend all the networking events, to write books, write blogs, do webinars and trainings, everything all at once. Why this doesn't work? Because it's unrealistic, okay? For a small business owner or a solopreneur who has a limited amount of time and limited resources when you don't have a team yet that can support you in being present everywhere. It's just unrealistic. And when your expectations of yourself are unrealistic, your brain will shut down. Your inner self or even executive brain will be, what are you trying to do? I can't do it. You're setting me up for fails. I'm not going to do it. You try to do it for a day or two or a week or a month, and then you're exhausted and you stop everything. Also, it doesn't work because let's be honest, you're not doing it from your own CEO mindset and judgment. If you really thought strategically about your business, your current situation, what you're capable of doing, what you can do, and align it with who your ideal client is, where they hang out, what you can commit to, you wouldn't be trying to do it all. If you stopped shooting yourself and listening to what everybody's opinion about what you should do or not, and if you just pick the things that you know will work based on, again, what your business is all about, who is your client, what you feel comfortable with doing, it wouldn't be everything. That's why when you try to do it all, it just doesn't work. And then you spread yourself too thin. If you're trying to go in 10 different directions, with the amount of time and energy you have, you're spreading that finite time and energy in 10 different places, as opposed to if you focused on one or two or three, the same amount of time and energy will get you further because you're focusing those resources and efforts and not spreading them too thin. Make sense? I think it does. I know you know that it does. All right. Mistake number three trying to delegate your marketing out too early because you don't like it, because it feels salesy, because you don't know what to do, and it seems just easier and simpler if I get a, a social media manager or a VA to do it all and I don't have to worry about it, or if I can create a funnel or pay Facebook to just take my problems away and my feelings or salesy feelings away. Or just you think that your current client's referrals would be enough. 
for your marketing and you don't need to do everything, right? In this case, you really put the success of your business in other people's hands when you don't have full control in terms of like referrals and so on. That's never should be the only way you find new clients or you sign new clients. Referrals should be just an additional cherry on the cake. That's my personal opinion. But when you, let's say, outsource your marketing too early and you pay others or Again, whether they're your employees or whether they're contractors or whether they're just paid advertising, and you don't understand how marketing works, how sales works for your business organically, you're 100% dependent on those external organizations or people. So if they go away, you have nothing. You have no built-in knowledge, know-how because you haven't learned it yourself. And also what happens when you try to outsource too much too early is that those people then almost decide on the voice of your business, on how your clients perceive your business and what is really being told and the stories that are told and what you're promising them or what is being sold to them, especially when you don't want to have anything to do with, when you're like, you just take care of it. I don't want to even oversee. It's a big, big mistake. Please do not do it. Okay, so what do you do instead? Four things. First, know yourself and your business and your ideal client really, really well first. I've recorded a number of podcast episodes on business foundations or knowing your ideal clients and so on. You can scroll down and look at them. But when you know what you're all about, how do you stand out? How you're different from everybody else? Why your ideal client should choose you when they want what you offer, but they have options. When you know your ideal client so well, better than themselves, you know their problems, their goals, what kind of motivates them, why they want what, they, what you offer, it puts you in control of your business results and puts you in control of building relationships with your clients because the relationship that you have with your clients doesn't start when they buy from you. This is like the middle of the relationship. This, when they buy from you, they're like, I know you, I love you, I trust you, I want to get more committed, Therefore, I'm going to pay you. The relationship starts through marketing and sales. When they discover you, when they meet you in whatever way they can meet you, in whatever way you're visible. And I always say marketing is kind of like dating. And then they date you and they figure out, hey, Maggie is a coach for me because of how she shows up, how she understands me, how she communicates with me. Okay, so that's step one. You got to know it. That's the whole point of having a business. A business is a solution to somebody's problems, a solution that helps achieve somebody else's goals. And when I have this, I can sell it because that's how we exchange the value. I have something that my ideal client values and they're willing to pay me. That's all business is about. So you cannot not know what that is. You got to figure it out and be really clear on it which will bring then confidence for you to go out there and talk to your ideal clients and market it. 
Number two, have a strategy, marketing strategy on how are you going to be visible based on point one. Don't try to do it all at once. Have a plan. A strategy is really a plan of action. I talked about it on episode 84 in Intentional Marketing Strategy. So listen to that episode where there is more details on how to create it and so on. What I want to tell you is once you have the strategy and you know what you're going to do, then as you implement it and it starts working, when it starts working, dig down even deeper. Don't try to diversify too fast. Don't try to, again, trying to do it all, go deeper until you do have resources and help where you can start going wider. And I'll give you an example because I just had that conversation with one of my clients this week. So one of my clients came and said, hey, her, so her, one of her social media strategy is being on LinkedIn. Her clients are other businesses larger. They're literally hanging out on LinkedIn. And she came to me and said, hey, I met this person through networking who is doing LinkedIn lives or interviews and he wanted to invite me for one. And I wasn't sure because it's a bit scary. So then I thought I would ask you just to make sure I'm not going outside of my strategy. I'm staying in my lane. <laughs> so I, and she was like, oh, I'm not sure if it's my primitive brain or me trying to do it all. So I told her, no, no, no. It's your primitive brain being scared of going deeper into something that's already working for you and getting out of the comfort zone and not maybe creating a post or hiding behind a graphic, but now going live. If your strategy is to reach your ideal client through LinkedIn, anything that will give you more reach and more visibility is mining that strategy. Now, what I told her, if you are trying to do reels on TikTok and dances on TikTok where your ideal clients are really not hanging out, that would be trying to do too much and going after shiny object syndrome, okay? So in case you were wondering, here's the difference. Step number three or thing number three that you want to be doing is you really want to figure out how to talk to your ideal clients in a way that they resonate, that they see you as somebody who can really help them, who understands them, who has their back, is there for them, is you want to do it through organic marketing. Marketing is like a language, I always say. You got to be able to connect through that language with my client. And the best way is to think about languages. So if I speak English, but the person who I want to connect with, on the other hand, doesn't, and they speak Spanish, it's going to be very hard if I speak to them in English. I got to learn Spanish. And when I speak Spanish, even if I'm a beginner, I'm still going to create a better connection. Okay, so it's the same in marketing. You might be an expert in what you do, but if you don't learn how to communicate, let's say in marketing language, the psychology behind it, you're not going to connect with your ideal client. But when you start learning, even if you are a beginner, your client will start connecting. And then as you practice and get to the advanced level and a pro level and so on, more and more clients will connect. Okay, that's as simple as that. So what happens is when you learn that and then you figure that out, then one, 
it's easy to amplify it through paid advertising. So then it makes sense. Now that I'm connecting with my ideal clients, I'm signing them consistently. I have income. I have some profit that's left. Let me maximize that and invest in my business and grow it through paid advertising because now I know my message. It's also then great if that's your choice to outsource some of this to other people who specialize in it, right? Whether it's just social media or maybe it's just newsletters or just part of your marketing or whether you hire a full-time marketing person for you because then, A, you can educate them and train them on your company's voice on your way of communicating with the clients. And then you can oversee it and benefit from that relationship and maybe get their ideas and so on. But you're never 100% dependent on them. You're like a partner, if anything. I'm going to refer you to another podcast episode, number 83, when I do talk about organic marketing a little bit more as well. So you can check it. And the last part to it is always evaluate and adjust based on your evaluations and tweak it and do it regularly, not once a year, not once every two years or only when things are not working. Tweaking sometimes needs to happen ongoing because especially in the online marketing world, things change, the algorithm, the platforms, the goals of the platforms, whatever, things change. So not really being on top of every change, but just monitoring your results will tell you if anything got affected. And when you notice that quickly, you can tweak. And the best example I can give you from outside the business world is basketball, right? So I was watching the documentary with my husband about Chicago Bulls when Michael Jordan was in them and when they were winning, you know, I guess six championships over the the span of eight years. And of course, they had a strategy how the team worked, a high level one, and that will allow them to win those games, right? Outside of just having amazing players working together and so on, they also had a strategy. But within that, they were adapting it based on the game. If there was a game when they met with a team that maybe figured out their strategy and was using that, sometimes they had to adapt within the game. So they had to tweak the strategy to keep winning. So they weren't doing blindly the same thing over and over and over, whether they won or not, they were adapting as they went. So that's what I mean with you evaluating and adjusting. As a high-performing CEO of your business, you cannot get complacent. You cannot just set things once and think that they will work for 10 years or forever. Things in business, the markets, and now with the technology change very fast. And it doesn't mean that you need to be stressed out about it or change all the time. But when you monitor and evaluate, it allows you to have your finger on the pulse and know when to adjust anything or change and when to leave it. So that's all I had for you today. Short and sweet, very practical. If you want help in creating your marketing strategy or overall business growth strategy, I can help. This is what I do with my clients. This is one of the core things we work on. And then the CEO mindset, the implementation of it and so on, it's key. 
strategy is one of the key components, as I talked in the previous episodes, CEO mindset, strategy, and then implementation skills. That's what gets you some serious success in business year after year long term. All right, my friends, have a fantastic week and talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening today. If this podcast resonated with you, please come back. Also, you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. And if you have a suggestion, question, or a topic you would like me to talk about, let's get in touch via email. Email me at maggie at stairwaytoleadership.com. See you in the next episode.